The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Affiliate Marketing Insider explores the fast-changing world of affiliate marketing from the perspective of one of its most recognized experts. Host Linda Woods leads this ongoing discussion of important industry issues and emerging trends through her own experiences with the whales of the industry, from CEOs to super affiliates to high-impact players. It's time to get inside with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. Here is your host... I want to welcome everyone to another edition of Affiliate Marketing Insider on webmasterradio.fm. This podcast is dedicated to sharing tips and technologies, insights and innovations that drive the affiliate marketing industry. I'm your host, Wade Sisson. My guest today is Mike Kaler, who is new media director for Schnocky, Turnbow, and Frank PR. Mike consults with clients and devises internet marketing and social media strategies, and today he's here to share with us some tips for merchants and affiliates that can be incorporated into the plans for 2010 and beyond. Welcome to the program, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I'd like to start by talking about basic social media strategies. What should all merchants be doing with respect to social media right now? Well, I I, I think uh, at this point it's the things are becoming so mainstream and we're really getting to the point where adoption is is really becoming not an option for people it's uh i like to say when i talk to folks that it's the it's a conversation that we were having you know 10 or 15 years ago about whether or not you're uh, you should have a website for your business and really we don't have that conversation anymore and i think social media is really getting to that point where we're going to it, it, we're going to have to stop having this debate inter- internally at a business whether or not you should get engaged in this, just because the numbers are just getting so big and so you know hard to ignore that at the very least you should look at how do I step into this space and at least listen to see what people in my community are talking about and people in my industry are talking about, and then deciding whether or not uh, whether to go from there as far as how we're going to engage those folks. So so I, I think at the very least you should look at, especially Twitter and Facebook, as far as signing up for those and in making those into listening posts for you online to see, you know, what is being said about you uh, personally, you your business specifically, and then your industry to help you out to, uh, to watch trends and, and things like that. Sure. And you you made a key point there, Mike, which is listening point. At what point do you think a merchant should go from listening to actively engaging through social media? Well, I I think it's really, it's hard to kind of paint that with a broad brush, but I think as you start, as you take the first step in and, and start to listen, and you see you're going to be able to quickly see, really no matter what sort of industry that you're in, there are going to be people who are talking about 
what you do. And, and it's, it, it's at that point where you can take those people from sort of passive conversations that they're having with one another online and, and really inject yourself and your business in there and make, make what you do a part of what they're saying. You know, say you're uh, an auto repair shop, for instance, and you and you set up a search on Twitter uh, to see anybody in your community who's talking about cars, and you see those people are talking. There's going to be points in those conversations where you can put yourself in when somebody is asking a sort of a rhetorical question to the social media community in your town. You know, where's a good place to get my oil changed? Where's a good place to get repairs? And that's a spot at which, you know, it's really open for you to go from sort of passive passive listening to active engagement. And you say, well, we're here. This is where we're, this is where my business is located. I'm here on Twitter too. If you want to follow me, and that becomes, you know, a really good entry point for, for folks right there. So I would say, you know, instead of sort of just jumping into the deep end of the pool a little bit as far as social media engagement goes. Think more strategically about it. Sure. Um, and one of the questions that we often get asked from clients who are thinking about jumping in is, what What do you recommend uh, in regards to a Facebook fan page versus a group page? And I realize that's probably a broad brush as well, but in which yeah. case should you use one or the other? Whenever I do client work, I'm always... Uh, setting up fan pages for them because I think that the uh, you can have more rich content on there. Uh, you know, it it it's an easy sort of one click follow for people, but they're still ready to still able to engage with you. I just think that that's sort of what Facebook has built as the destination for businesses, and I think that's going to continue to evolve as Facebook gets sort of smarter about how they 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 target those folks and, and and get those services available to businesses. But I think a fan page is really what it's at now and because group pages are sort of, even by Facebook itself, have been sort of left left to uh, left to sort of sit and not evolve. So I would say a fan page for certain. And speaking of the evolution of Facebook, recently mm-hmm. the founder of Facebook posted an open letter where he announced that Facebook is going to be removing regional networks from the site, and they're making other changes to the privacy policy. What, mm-hmm. if anything, do you think these changes are going to mean for Facebook's 350 million members and for marketers who are using Facebook? Well, and I wrote a blog about this, too, and, and to me... Facebook is is sitting on right now, you know, without argument, the 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 most the richest store of information that isn't being leveraged as much as it could of, of any company in the world. They're sitting on 350 million uh, users, those people's demographics, what those people are talking about, who those people are fans of, you know, what those people's interests are. And it's got to be going through the minds of Facebook that we need to leverage this into our business model. So when that when that when those privacy changes came up, you know, my first um, my first impression was that Facebook isn't is not going to go out of its way to make it too easy for you 
to remove yourself from the stream because you know in my mind their ultimate goal is to is to get as much of that conversation available for search as possible you you saw what what Twitter has done with the deals that they've made with Google and Bing and I think Facebook wants to make that that same sort of deal where people it's going to be more difficult for people to opt out and if you saw what they did when they had those that window come up this past couple of weeks of changing everybody's privacy settings, the default setting was everything is going to be open and available to see. And I think that's really what Facebook wants to do because that's what benefits Facebook right. most. So, you know, the more that more information that becomes available, the more important they they are on the web and the more important they are to businesses who want to tap into that information and marketers who want to tap into that information. Because the more granular you can get, you know, I want to market to 40-year-old housewives uh, in the Eastern time zone who are fans of Twilight, <laughs> the more valuable right. that becomes to you. I mean, that's that's where Google has made its billions of dollars is really gradual, you know, gradual marketing, and that's what Facebook wants to do. Right. I think that's what everybody's waiting for is you know, because they have this huge user base, we're waiting right. to see how are they going to monetize it, what models are they going to put in place, because that's one thing you're not really seeing from Facebook at this point is the is the huge profit margins that you have seen from, for example, Google. Yeah, and that's, and that's what I think is, is Facebook wants to have an AdWords equivalent that they can make where well, that's going to power them as far as profit goes. Sure. Um, have you had a lot of experience with Facebook ads, and have you had any success with that? You know, um, doing you know, we don't do as much with sort of explicit ad buys on stuff like that. There has been recommendations where I made, and and we were able to get you know with the. It's not a big expense for people, so there is a pretty good bang for your buck there that you're getting. Sure. It's just, um, to me, it's hard to uh, recommend that as an ex- as an expense in addition to sort of the strategy behind it when you can just almost get as much, if not more, return from just having a page and just becoming, a, you know, just building up your network that way, you know, with sort of the free model from, uh, you know, just becoming a member of the site. I agree with you on that. Just from our own experimentation, we haven't seen any specific benefit to the advertising versus just the benefit of getting all of those followers. Mm -hmm. One of the most common roadblocks that we hear from merchants who are thinking about um, using social media in a larger way is just the lack of resources, and that whether it be time, people, or a combination of the two, um, because, you know, social media can be a big time drain if you're doing all of these different things at once. What do you advise your clients with respect to time? How much well, investment do you yes, recommend? You know, what, I, what I try to tell to people is that there's there's enough shortcuts built into all of this stuff. You know, on, on one hand, there's there's a way to find shortcuts and there's a way to manage these accounts where it's not going to be a big time drain because you can set up, you know, you know, time-released updates to your site. You can sync up all of your different sites so you're not having to update three or four of them. You can update 
one time and it'll update across the web for you. You know, and there's other tools out there that enable you to save that time, uh, that time suck a little bit. And uh, but on the and on the other hand, though, you really got to weigh what you're doing. Um, you know, what you're doing with your time now compared to what potentially you you have out there. You know, and it, it and it it's sort of it's sort of a cost benefit, just like everything is else is a cost benefit. But you know the argument for me is always, you know, it's gonna it's gonna cost you more in the long run with time and with reputation and with even with labor and customer service if you ignore all all of this that's going on than if you tell somebody take an hour or two hours out of your day and just see what these things are talking about because you're going to generate leads you're going to generate better reputation, you're going to generate better customer service as opposed to, you know, some of the, some of the uh, things that might not be getting as much return now. You know, I'm, we work a lot with internal PR and internal marketing people and, and are, are they spending, you know, if they're investing the same two or three hours, three or four hours a day in pitching to traditional media or interacting with sort of dead end things as opposed to the active stuff that's going on in social media, you know, that's where you're going to have to weigh. You're going to have to take it obviously from somewhere, but I think I can lay out in front of them, you know, from the statistics and the demographics and the activity that we have going on on the web and make that argument that, that it's worth the investment of time. So. And the, uh, the um, concept of tools so help with that time saving is something I want to come back to, but we need to take a short commercial break. Affiliate Marketing Insider will be right back here on webmasterradio.fm. Don't go anywhere. More Affiliate Marketing Insider when we return. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Are you tired of standing around while everyone gets rich? Want to be an affiliate marketer that makes six figures online every month? Then let me introduce you to MediaBuyersCoach.com. MediaBuyersCoach.com, recently launched by Carl Fiorentino and Will Hamerl, will give you the tools and the knowledge that will make you money. They've been training affiliates for over five years now and are experts in their field. If you haven't been approved by a CPA network, then get approved through our own CPA network. If you're new to affiliate marketing or want to expand into other areas, let Carl and Will at MediaBuyersCoach.com give you the tools to begin and the knowledge to succeed. Sign up and start making money today at MediaBuyersCoach.com. That's MediaBuyersCoach.com. 
So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of Local Pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We now return to Affiliate Marketing Insider, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to Affiliate Marketing Insider on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're speaking with Mike Taylor, who is a new media director for a PR firm which develops social media strategies for large merchants. And before the break, we were talking about ways to save time in social media management. And Mike mentioned that there are tools available to make this more manageable. Mike, um, can you talk about some of the specific tools that you recommend people use to make social media more manageable? Mm-hmm. Oh, I sure can. And and these are these are becoming more and more sophisticated, and they're cropping up more and more all the time, especially when you look at what's going on uh, with mobile as well. You know, the one uh, everyone talks about uh, the most often is TweetDeck, which is a desktop application that people can use to manage their social media accounts. Um, it, it has, uh, you know, a setup where you can create search columns, you can create different groups, you know, sort of a technology that Twitter itself has, has picked up on and copied. Um, the one I use most often, the one that I recommend to my clients, is a is a site called Hootsuite.com. H o o t s u i t e. dot com. Uh, they do the same sort of setup uh, as TweetDeck does, but they're an in browser, they're a website, web based management tool uh, for people. And um, the best thing there, there's a couple really good things about that that really become time savers for for clients and. And, and the best thing about that is is that you're able to time release your updates uh, <clears throat> across Twitter. You know, it's mainly a Twitter-based tool, but it's also added Facebook and other social networking updates to it just recently. But you can time release these things. So when people are saying, you know, how am I going to find the time during the day to do this stuff, you know, I show them that feature and tell them, you know, you can sit down on a Monday morning and basically you know tweet all uh, do all your tweets for the whole week if all you want to do initially is you know say good morning to everybody and say good night to everyone you can do that within the course of 30 minutes on a, on a monday morning um so that that's a real powerful tool they also have really good uh uh stats for click throughs on links that are put out you know which has become a really good uh tool to show folks and show real returns on engagement on Twitter when you're when you're putting out a link to your your business's website or to your blog or things like that 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 Hootsuite enables you to look at those stats, you know, 
in real time to see how many people are clicking through on those. So, so those are the two that people talk about the most. Hootsuite's just a release an iPhone application that takes that carries all that over to your phone. Uh, Tweety Two is another good iPhone app. Uh, Echo Phone is a uh, is one that I had used before Hootsuite released theirs. You know anything that sort of lets you manage multiple accounts, and that's what people are doing a lot of is. I have my account and my business's account, and I want to be able to do both those things. And, and the syncing up of all of them too. I'm another. I'm also a big proponent of uh, Ping.fm, which is a site online that allows you to basically, uh, you know, update all of your accounts across the whole spectrum, all at once. You know, whether it be LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or your blog or, you know, your your delicious account or, you know, your Tumblr account or anything, you know, ping.fm integrates all of those into into a one-update sort of system. So, you know, anything like that is going to save people's time. It's going to make you more organized, and it's going to be make you able to track, you know, where where your activity is coming from too so so those tools and as they get more sophisticated and also as i think twitter starts to integrate more of those in its own site are just going to make it better for businesses uh to do this because you're going to be able to get uh metrics off of that stuff that's that's really going to help you absolutely um, I think sometimes the integration of all of these things into one thing can be a bad thing because, I, for example, if you're in Facebook and you have someone who's feeding in their Twitter feed to their Facebook, you get all those hash marks and the ad symbols where they're emailing a bunch right. of people, and it, it becomes word soup when it's in Facebook, you know, where people are just talking in sentences and all of a sudden you have, you have what's obviously a tweet that's been jammed into Facebook. Do, do these tools sure. offer a way around that? Well, yeah, there's, there's, with Hootsuite, you know, the one I use, you know, it has my Twitter as one account, it has my Facebook as one account, and then has my Ping FM as another account uh, on Hootsuite. So, and it just, it's just a matter of checking off which ones you want specific updates to go to. So if I have an update, Uh, or a client of mine has an update that I want to go across everything, then I'll click that their ping account and it goes across everything. And then the same thing with Twitter and Facebook, you know. It's just you're able now to, you know, kind of sort of service those different audiences in, in different ways, but you're also able to elevate a message too if you wanted to go across everything. And, and then and eventually part of the strategy for a lot of folks is going to be, you know, a broad-based one. You know, I have a YouTube account, and I have a Facebook, and I have a blog and, and a Twitter, and I want to update all of those at, at once. You'll be, you're able to do that. So it's it's sort of figuring out what the, what the levels of each of those are. In your experience in advising clients on social media strategies, are there some common mistakes out there that you see people making that you try to warn people against? Yeah, yeah there's <laughs> that's a, that's a, almost a whole other show. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that 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 people sort of are are sometimes just a little blinded by enthusiasm, I think, or or are just not getting good counsel. Uh, you know, where folks, the biggest mistake I think is. Uh, 
just selling and not doing anything else. And I think for a business who is trying to reach sort of this savvy social media community that's out there, you know, and, and we're still in the phase where it's a lot of first adapters, a lot of very tech-oriented people. Um, if if you come in, you know, if you come in on your in your Twitter community, follow a bunch of people, and then all you do from then on is sell in all of your messaging, then it's going to really turn people off, and you're not going to you're not going to get any traction from that, as opposed to engagement, which is more conversational and more targeted, and more you know developing you know relation relationships with other users and creating you know brand evangelists and things like that you're going to get a lot more return out of that than you are going to putting out a message every you know what your friday specials are every friday and that's all so that's right that would be the number one mistake i think that folks make and this is kind of the way I explain it to people when they ask me this question is, how would you respond to a person who walks into a networking event and stands right. up on a table and says, hey, who wants to buy my products today? Come talk to me right now. As opposed right. to people who come into the room, meet and greet people, get to know them, talk to them, have a conversation. You can't just come in and spam them with your message and expect to have it make to do any good. As with any kind of marketing, you have to be smart about it. Yeah, and, and what I tell people is, if you if you take a little bit of time to do do some research before you even get into this, you can find out pretty quickly in your industry what where your competitors are um, in social media in 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 your community, and then you can and then you can become if you do it the right way, if you're not loud about it and you're not obnoxious about it. You can become the sort of the official fill-in-the-blank car wash, uh, Mexican restaurant, whatever, of the social media community in your town. And once you get those people to adopt you, that's where the ROI comes in. That's where the word-of-mouth power comes in. That's where people are having a conversation about, hey, where am I going to go eat tonight? And then they refer to you because you're, you're engaged in the social media community. They see you around, and Absolutely. you're the first name that comes into their head when they're having a conversation on Twitter about where to eat because, oh, I remember that restaurant. They're on Twitter. And so that becomes that's where the marketing power comes in on all of this stuff. And, and that just takes a little bit of finding out um, if anybody's in your space, how you can, who follows them, how you can get in those conversations. And that's, and that's it rather than saying, you know, we have a 1995 special or, or what, what have you. Sure. And speaking of doing things the right way, do you have a case study of like something that you've advised a client to do that worked really well that, was, that even exceeded your own expectations? You know, you know we, we do so much different work with so many different folks. Um, you know, for instance, right now we're working with a financial advisor here in town, and, and I work out of Oklahoma City for the people who are wondering. Um, and we're really trying to establish his reputation as as an expert in his in, in his field um, as a as a financial planner, especially as a sort of end of the year time and, and and that sort of thing. So, you know, we set him up on some social networks uh, around town. We had him follow. 
other people in his business. We had him follow the media. We had him follow people in his part of town, and and you know, in traffic to his blog has has gone up. He's on. He's going to be on one of the TV networks today, talking about end of the year tax issues. He's going to be on another local TV network tomorrow, talking about stock tips for 2010. So it, we it, it was just enabled us to take somebody who didn't have much of a profile outside of his existing client base, raise that profile up. So the the media and as a guy who I used to be a newspaper guy before I became a, TV, a PR guy. Um, the media is out there on these. They're, they've caught on to Twitter and Facebook enough now that they're trolling for experts. They're looking for, you know, who can talk about these issues. And when we're looking at how to translate sort of traditional uh, social, uh, looking at translate social media into traditional media hits and to business development. You know, it's sort of step one, step two, step three, and that's what we're able to do for this client, where his increased profile from zero to something on on the web was able to get the attention of traditional media, and then get the attention of people, more people following him too, which hopefully leads to step four, which is more business for him. Absolutely. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for joining us today on Affiliate Marketing Insider. That's all sure. the time we have this week. I'd like to invite everyone to join us every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on webmasterradio.fm for Affiliate Marketing Insider.